everybody said to me, hey, wait until your first game at City Ground. Like, in Brazil, it's quite a bit different. The pressure, the football and all of this, the respect. Welcome to On and Off the Pitch, the official podcast from Nottingham Forest. Now, now here's your host, Rachel Stringer. This is the official podcast of Nottingham Forest, On and Off the Pitch which is available on all your favourite podcast apps. And it's also available in video form on our Facebook and YouTube page. Well, today's guest has made quite the impact since joining the club. He's a person who has many talents on and off the pitch. He's travelled almost 6,000 miles to be here at the club. He's a two-times winner of the Copa Libertadores and a two-times champion of the Brazilian Premier Division. He's the channel. <laughs> he now wears, of course, Garibaldi Red. Please welcome to the official Nottingham Forest podcast, on and off the pitch, Gustavo Scarpa. Thank you so much for this <laughs> introduction. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You rolled your eyes, though, at the Rubik's Cube club champion. That's exactly <laughs> what you've brought to the club. <laughs> I mean... I try to cheat, teach all the guys to solve the Rubik's Cube. Uh, okay, I'm the champion in the club, but we didn't make a competition yet, so I, I, I don't know if I'm able to say this. But I mean, I touched even on your introduction there. You've achieved so much in your 29 years already, you know, a number of titles over in Brazil. Now you're here in Nottingham. We're so excited to have not one, but four Brazilians join our party <laughs> out there on the pitch. And I think this sit down for, for me and all the fans. We just want to get to know a bit more about you. There's been a, a lot in, in the paper and in the club media about the Rubik's Cube and all your hobbies and your reading. But we want to know where that will come, like it has come from. So if you're ready, we'll, we'll sit down <laughs> and get to know yeah, this I'm man. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. A little bit more. <laughs> I mean, Gustavo, I guess... For me, I want to know a bit more about life in Brazil. I mean, obviously, you grew up near Sao Paulo, um, very different from the city centre of Nottingham and on the River Trent here. What was what was life like for you growing up? Uh, it's a very good life with my friends and family. Uh, I'm from a small city near Sao Paulo, uh, called Hortolândia. Hortolândia? Yeah, you could say Hortoland, but... And uh, it's a small city, a little bit smaller than Nottingham. And I've always wanted to be a footballer, always uh, try to to be a professional player. Uh, and all of these hobbies, they came when I was like 25 years old. So it's, it's a new life for me also. What was kind of family life like for you who got you into football what did your family dynamic look like over in brazil uh my father used to encourage me to be a footballer but he always said to me uh, you can choose whatever you want if one day you you say to me i don't want to play anymore okay you decide so it's it was a very good decision from him not pressing not put pressure on me to be a footballer. Uh, but my father and my mother, they, how do you say, got divorced yep, when I was nine years old. And my mother decided to go to another life. And me and my sister, she's 
three years older than me. We're staying with our with our daddy, and yeah. Was it always the goal to be now Premier League player, um, or kind of did you just hope one day you'd make it? Yeah, I mean, I never had a a plan B. So I've always put on my mind I'll have to be a footballer because I love this. And since I was a little kid, I've always watched uh, uh, Premier League games, and it was my dream. I have, I, I mean, I have, I had three biggest dreams in football: uh, play with Ronaldinho, Gaúcho. Sick. Yeah. You played with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play Premier League and play the uh, World Cup. So it's missing one. It's missing one. I mean, the depth in Brazil as well. It's, it's so great. And for you to achieve what you you did do over there, you know, and, and now come here, it's like you've had almost two footballing careers. Do you feel like you've achieved one footballing career and ticked that off and now you're starting a new chapter? Yeah, maybe. I could. I think I could say that. Uh, and it's so hard for a player in Brazil with 28 years old to come straight to Premier League. It's so hard. And I'm so happy with this, with this new challenge. Uh, and yeah, it's quite a bit different here. So I think I can uh, risk all that I've been through. And now it's a new challenge that I'm loving. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that because that was something I was interested in. You know, not many players start a new career at the age of 28, 29 that you've done. Um, did you think somewhere in your head it was never going to happen? Was it getting a bit too late for you to think that the Premier League was a possibility? Yeah, this is the exactly thing that I was thinking uh, the last two years because it, it was one of my biggest dreams to play the Premier League. Uh, and then the years are, how do I say? You know, just ticking by, <laughs> so just yeah, going. Just going. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I cannot believe it. And then suddenly just came Nottingham Forest and I was like, yeah, this is this is my chance. And uh, uh, Palmeiras, they uh, wanted to offer me a new contract and all of this. And uh, I've been really honest with, uh, with all of them that there's nothing they can offer me because this is my dream. And if I don't take this chance, uh, I'm going to be regretted for the rest of my life. Before the Forest offer... Years gone by, did you ever have a chance to play in Europe somewhere else or possibility of, of the Premier League? Did that ever become a, a possibility earlier on in your career and it just didn't come to fruition? Yeah, not in Premier League, but in, in Portugal once. And uh, I don't know, maybe Spain. Yeah, in Spain in 2020. But never. It was that you didn't want to go or it just... Never materialized. Never materialized. I've always wanted to play in Europe. Uh, but Premier League is the most desired thing. It's the best <laughs> of the best, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I want to hear the story then about how the forest moved. Where, where were you when you got the call saying this was going to be a possibility? Can you, can you remember? Is this something that's still quite clear in your head? Yeah, my agent, uh, he said to me, oh, there is a team. They are on championship but they're on uh, the playoffs. And the, while he was talking, I, I was already making my <laughs> research. And 
the semi the against Shell Sheffield and the other games I start to watch and <laughs> I was going to Palmeiras game and watching myself on to to see against Huddersfield in the final and when they they won 1-0 I was like okay now it's near and then one week or two weeks later I signed it yeah I mean you signed quite a long time before you made your move We yeah. all kind of knew it was the worst kept secret ever that you were possibly <laughs> coming to the club. Um, it was kind of in the summer and then you signed, obviously, December time. Yeah. Um, what was that period like of waiting? Were you doing a lot of research about Nottingham? What was that like for you? Obviously, you have a wife. You had to obviously encourage her that she had to move from the hot weather to Nottingham City Centre yeah. in the winter. Mm. And she was already pregnant, so she don't speak English. She's pregnant. It's all new for, for her. But... Uh, She she knew that it w was my biggest dream to to be here, but uh, the last six months before I came here, uh, of course I I keep thinking oh I can't wait to go to England and all of this, but I had Libertadores I have the Brazilian league, and I just went for it did my best and we we went champion. Yeah, I mean, you've been pretty successful. We were. We were, we were champions, we were yeah. Champions. Obviously, you're the current champions of, of Brazil. That was the title you got in 2022, obviously, last year. Your celebrations, um, <laughs> I hear, were quite something. Can you tell us about what you did after becoming champion? <laughs> And obviously, the Brazilian Player of the Year as well. You had an awesome year. Yeah. One of my dreams also. Um After the we been championed, I've always get a I don't know how do you say here, but like Oreo like cookies, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. And, Oreo uh, cookies in a bottle of condensed milk, and I like put Oreo in the mouth and drink the condensed milk, and <laughs> this is my celebration. <laughs> and did I hear something about you running around the pitch and doing something? crazy as well i don't know did the celebrations extend further than oreos and condensed milk uh, uh palmeiras they they make me a, a a very good surprise unforgettable surprise for me they build a skate almost a small skate park on the field for me and it was like there's some some things that i never dream about it but when it happens it's like a dream coming through you know Yeah. So uh, it was crazy. I mean, you were, well, you still are such a superstar over there in Palomeros, obviously. You know, you've got things like the Rubik's Cube. They made a Rubik's Cube for yeah. you <laughs> to sell at the club shop. Um, obviously, you're two times Libertadores champion, two times champion of the league for them. The Brazilian Player of the Year. You know, I know the dream was always the Premier League, but was there not something that wanted to keep you there because of the accolades you've achieved and, and the status you held at that club. Yeah, of course, because it was very hard to achieve achieve, achieve. achieve everything I did. But, uh, I mean, I've always wanted to, to make a new challenge in all of these. Uh, I don't like to stay in the same place doing the same things. So when this opportunity came, uh, and I was like, I have to go for it. Tell us about the Copa Libertadores. I mean, that's quite the achievement. Yeah. I mean, 
and some memories that you that you have there. I was watching your absolute screamer from 30 <laughs> yards in 2019 from like a set piece, wasn't it? Someone kind yeah. of just kicked you the ball and you absolutely <laughs> hit it in the back of the net. Like I'm picturing that now from seeing it on YouTube. Just describe those moments that you had it, it, in that tournament. Yeah, it was a very uh, special moment because we were playing away and it was against Gremio. They had a great team. And the player who was near to me, uh, he was like, okay, cross. And I was, no, bro, touch me and I'll shoot it. No, it's too far. And I, bro, pass me the ball. And he was like, okay. Then <laughs> I shoot it and don't remember nothing. Well, the celebrations, again, if you want to go have a look, quarterfinals 2019, Gremio, to get the semis, I believe. Yeah. The goal was special. The celebrations were something else. You do love your celebrations, don't you? Yeah, I don't I think I do something like this. <laughs> it was so exciting that uh, sometimes I don't know what to do. And is it was it twice a pinch yourself moment that you became the Copa Libertadores champion? Did you ever expect to achieve two of those I, titles? I've always wanted, but um I didn't expect that after our first one we're going to do the our second one straight the same year because of the COVID and all of this. Uh, it was a, <laughs> a very special moment because in Brazil, it's quite a bit different. The pressure on football and all of this, the respect. Uh, so when we achieve the second Libertadores was crazy. And then we realized we are doing like great, things for the club i mean what what is it like when you win over there obviously when we went up over here you know city hall is taken over nottingham city center everyone comes out what's the pictures like in where you are in, in palomeros describe the scenes there <laughs> ah, it's almost the same we're going on a on a bus and the fans like a lot of fans in the street you have like one mile away, you took like two hours and a half, something like this, just celebrating and eating Oreo with condensed milk <laughs> and the guys drinking, it's very fun. I mean, over in Brazil as well, can you walk down the street, do people recognize you a lot? Yeah, they recognize me a lot, but uh, in the last few years, I changed my mind a little bit with all of the, because of the skate skateboarding uh, I start to just living a normal life in the, in the good moments in the bad moments uh, but yeah sometimes I'm skating and someone's hey can I take a picture blah blah blah, blah, blah. okay okay but uh, it's normal it's a good thing uh, it means like I'm doing my job very well yeah you're, you're a fan's favorite for sure I think even in the short time You've been here at Forest. Uh, the fans all love you. Uh, you're <laughs> such a character. You're not the typical footballer, uh, yeah. that's for sure. But let's talk then about Forest. Obviously, this is a dream move to come here in the Premier League. You're here now. You have been for a few months. Does Nottingham and Forest feel like home yet? Yeah, everybody treats me very, very well since my first week here. And uh, to be honest... I didn't expect too much. 
about the club, about the city, about the fans. And now I'm enjoying a lot because I put my expectations like low there. But everybody, like all the kids, show show me like lots of love, pictures, videos, uh, even at skate parks around here. And it's very good. What did you expect it to be like? You said your expectations were possibly a little bit low. Yeah, like small city, like no one in the street, uh, the fans not so warmy or shouting at the game. But it's quite different than uh, I expected. What's surprised you most about the city? Or what have you found that you've really you've really enjoyed? Um, I think two things. I came on almost in Christmas. So the city center was crazy, like <laughs> crowd, you know, a lot of people walking all day long. Uh, but also a lot of skate parks, like the best one that I ever saw indoor. <laughs> and I was like, I was not expecting for this. Uh, but the city is uh, very beautiful and yeah the people here I, I always I've always thought that English people would be like angry and all of this but uh, <laughs> angry yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they are smiling and you know saying good morning and I didn't expect this yeah I mean, it's, a, it's a great place and wait till the summer comes you'll love it <laughs> then has your wife settled in okay obviously she's having your first child yeah. So congratulations to the Thank both you. of you. That's a very exciting time. How has she found being here with you? Yeah, w before she came here, I was like, be ready because it's very cold <laughs> and all of this. But when she got here, she was like, ah, oh. we've been to New York once. And she was like, oh, no, New, New York is worse than here. I'm okay. And then she are, I are loving the house we are leaving. And yeah, she's enjoying a lot. Great. Well, it's great to hear that you've settled as a family as well. And I'm pretty excited that your baby is probably going to have Nottingham on their passport as their place of birth. <laughs> have you thought about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always made fun with my friends in Brazil. Like, I'm from a small city in Brazil. It's not funny here telling this <laughs> for you, but for us in Brazil, it's very funny because I'm from a small city in Brazil and my son will be... English, British, yeah. it's very good. Very First fun. place, Nottingham. <laughs> Nottingham. My city is Ortolândia. So if someone is from Ortolândia, you add like Ortolandense, you know, something like this. Uh, oh, I see, like a Londoner. Yeah. A Nottingham, what Notting do we say? Uh, a Nottingham. Nottingham there. You don't say a Nottingham. like this. I don't know what we say, but yeah, <laughs> a Londoner, I get what you mean. A Mancunian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We'll figure that one out. Tell me about your first memory of coming into the club. What was it like? What did you feel like? My first time here at the city ground, it was very good, but I had to do a photo session wearing this, and I was freezing. <laughs> freezing. I was smiling but very nervous, like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> My first memory here. <laughs> and I guess wandering around here, did you get to meet Steve Cooper? You know, what was your first conversation with him like? He says something about rock and roll, 
as I said, my father used to uh, to encourage me to uh, to listen a lot of music. And then someone said about uh, the guy, the Sultans of Sultans of Swing, Dire Straits vocalist. What's his name? I forgot. Mark Knopfler. He says, "Oh yeah, I look like Mark Knopfler." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> but it was a very good talk. And and since then, how's your relationship with Steve evolved? Because he's quite the man manager, isn't he? You know, he puts a lot of time into his players and his team and, and everyone around the club. Um, how would you describe him and how's your relationship developed with Steve? It's very professional because you know, I don't like too much to being like friend of the coach and all of this. I try to respect their place, make them respect mine. A very professional relationship and uh, it's doing very good. Is that because it's always been that way in your previous teams you've worked in? Is that always the kind of role that you've kept? You're the player and then the manager. Yeah, it's. I think it's about my personality. My father doesn't agree too much, <laughs> but uh, I've always been like this. I'm, I'm in Premier League with this personality. Uh, yeah. How is Steve compared to the other bosses you've had in the past? Is he is he quite different in persona and his work ethic? He yell he more than the others, <laughs> but uh, he seems like my last coach about talking and showing what he wants to do. Uh, yeah, and in terms of of being here, how different has it been to how you train and competitions in Brazil? Like, is the setup quite similar or is it quite different? Oh, uh, here it's quite a bit different in More terms of. In terms of fight, and in Brazil, uh, sometimes you get a yellow card, and here the ref not even call a foul. So <laughs> it's hard to get used to it. But it's very good because you play more, you know. Uh, sometimes in South America, mostly in Brazil, uh, the game is so, uh, not boring, but the ref calls a foul of everything. Of course, we as a player, we have a response responsibility in uh, in all of this i think it's our culture uh, maybe <laughs> we won't change the nothing there but yeah here it's quite a bit hard yeah what else have you learned then from the times that you've played both home and away in terms of i guess the competition and the different play styles you said obviously well the premier league as we know is, is such a physical strength related game as well yeah uh, I think home and away are the same for me. Fights, fights, and more fights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have to at the moment as well, yeah. of course. You know, we want to retain our place in, in this division, obviously going through forward. You've signed for a couple of years, so that's great yeah. as well. Tell me more about when you're training. What's the team like? Like, how have you fitted in, would you say? Yeah, now with the Brazilians, but I told them that I don't want to hang out with the Brazilians <laughs> because... <laughs> I want to learn new culture. I want to increase my English, but uh, everybody here, when I since I got here, treat me very, very good. Uh, I think my English helps me a lot. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good guys here, uh, and they try to translate some expressions 
they are saying in the field that I don't understand. And then I translate to the guys. But it's a very good team, very good teammates. Um, I went into uh, Steve's office a little while ago and he had a cheat sheet of Portuguese lingo. <laughs> yeah. Is he getting better? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Go on, what can he say? At least he's trying. Not, all, not only him, but all of the staff. But sometimes it's very funny because you want to say fight and he says... <laughs> bad <Stop>. things <laughs> or something else <laughs> bad words I also heard that you act very much as a translator for the other um, other Brazilian players yeah. in Portuguese is that quite tough for you when you're also trying to understand Steve translate it into Portuguese and then say it to your teammates yeah because I came here to play football not to be a translator. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Danilo knows uh, I have no problem with this. Every time the guys need a translation, uh, if they need my help, they call me and no problem with that. Uh, sometimes it's hard because I have to care about what I have to do and I'm trying to understand and then I have to translate for Danilo. But he's doing a very good job. Danilo is doing English classes already. So he's trying also. I mean, we've obviously got four Brazilians here as well now. You've got like a little family. Do you think that will influence more possibly to come in the future? Are there a couple of guys at Panameras that you'd love to see coming over to Forest? Oh, there's a lot of Palmeiras. You're going to have an influx of your <laughs> friends coming over. Uh, it's crazy to see the fans from Palmeiras uh, on Instagram <laughs> saying, you're taking all of our plays. <laughs> But uh, there's a lot of players in Palmeiras that I would love to see here. Have any fans from Palmeiras now become Forest fans because of yeah. you? Or come over here to watch you at the city ground? I saw a lot of, I think, four or five. It's a lot, right? Palmeiras yeah. fans against uh, Fulham with Palmeiras flag and all of these. Against West Ham, there's a, there was a Palmeiras fan who brought me cookies and condensed milk from Brazil. Uh, Did you eat them? No. Oh, I Not didn't yet. <laughs> you if can't we stay in Premier League for the next season, okay. I'll celebrate with this. <laughs> That's great, though. I mean, does that give you extra pressure that you think you are responsible for these fans coming over? Obviously, they may live in this in, in London or whatever, but that gives an extra pressure that fans have travelled to come and see you and are now fans of Forest. Yeah, but it's a is the kind of good pressure. Because it's more love than, I mean, they don't want to, hey, you have to play better. No, they came just to see me. So it's very good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Hopefully we'll have more of them as the time goes Hopefully. by. Uh, tell me a little bit, I guess, about the Premier League. And in particular, we've spoken about how different it is. But in terms of the players from the opposing teams that you've, you've seen and you've gone, wow, I didn't expect to play against these players and, and how good they are in real life? Yeah, they are very strong. <laughs> I mean, again, fight, fight, fight. There's a lot of great technique players here and the game is faster than Brazil. So you see a lot of guys who give like one or two touches in the ball. Like against Man United, I've always seen those guys on TV and when you play against them you can see why they are where they are you know 
uh, why they are uh, reaching the national teams and all of this because there's a lot of awesome players here in Premier League and it's a pleasure to, to play against them. You followed Man United growing up a little bit, I believe. Was it like a pretty kind of stop and have a think about the situation moment when you when you played them? Uh, when I got an Old Trafford, it was a very great experience. Uh, and uh, Danilo, he got very excited also. We were there on, on the pitch to recognize the, the pitch and all of this. And once you reach all of these great games, you start to think like everything I've been through and it's just some special moments. Yeah, what's it like, I guess, within the team before these big games as well? Uh, what's the atmosphere like? Kind of what are the team like? Do some of the players give you some team talks? Obviously, they've played a lot of matches at this level or at championship level, so understand what's expected. You know, has anyone kind of taken on that role to help you before matches? All the, the guys here are used, I mean, all not all, but they are used to play great games with, with against great clubs. And they all know that everything is possible. So we try to talk to each other to do our best and try to win, to beat all of these great teams because we're trying to make history also. Yeah, I mean, what is one other thing that has surprised you possibly about the being a Premier League player that you didn't expect? Is there anything that you were shocked at or you didn't quite expect when you came here? The fights. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> Steve definitely needs to learn that word because you like that one. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, I think the atmosphere is different. You know, in Brazil... I think the fans are, they singing more. They have like instruments and all of this. But here is different, the atmosphere. And I don't know why. Like I got, I get very nervous every time before the game because it's great to see the stadium like full of people. Playing here is pretty, pretty special, isn't it? The fans yeah. are pretty loud compared to other places you come, especially when you're playing at home. We get behind you, right? Exactly. And ev everybody said to me, hey, wait until your first game at City Ground. And then I can realize go, uh, playing uh, some games away and it's nothing compared to, to play here. Tell us what it was like. Crowd, uh, loud, not crowd, loud. <laughs> loud, yeah. And the, the songs, and you can see like everybody's, the little kids and... The old guys are screaming, and it's very fun to watch. And what's the atmosphere down at the training ground like? Do you guys have fun as well as working really hard? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a, a very good, like I said, uh, my teammates, they're just very good guys. Of course, we have some bad days with arguing and all of this, but uh, we do hard work with, with fun now with four Brazilians, we are smiling more uh, because Danilo, like, it's very funny and he tries to understand English and the guy says something to him and he don't understand and he answers in Portuguese <laughs> like, I don't understand, but he's tried to answer and 
So it's very fun. Obviously, you said you've achieved two of the goals that you've set out to doing so far. Um, World Cup, still lose you. Do you think now that you're here in the Premier League, this may become more of a possibility? You're kind of becoming maybe a global superstar now, obviously achieved everything in Brazil. If you go on to have the success that I'm sure you want to have here, do you think a World Cup is still likely for you, maybe in three years' time now in America? Yeah, for sure. And the fun, funny thing, it's like for my three main goals, Ronaldinho, Premier League, and World Cup, I've always thought like, ah, oh, it's too late. Like Ronaldinho was almost getting retired. And then suddenly he came to Fluminense. And I was like, oh, I cannot believe. Premier League the same. I was 28 years old and I was like, oh, it's too late for playing the Premier League. And then suddenly, Premier League. So I think the same for the World Cup. I try to uh, achieve this this main goal. Are you someone who has the mindset of always being super positive and believing anything's possible? Yeah. Not like uh, coaching in all of this, but with good thought, thoughts, thoughts, really. And uh, I do have my faith in God, not to to achieve my my goals, of course. But uh, yeah, I try to stay positive. I try to find a positive thing on a negative thing, you know. And you're a player that strikes me as being like very fit and healthy. Like, is that something important to you as well? Do you kind of like try and live a very healthy lifestyle to continue your playing career for as long as possible? Yeah, I try. I'm trying to get better. Uh, I know that Oreo and condensed milk is not so fit. That's a celebration treat. It's fine. Celebra- we'll forget celebration, that. exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, for sure, uh, stay fit is the is a, is hard, but uh, I think it's very important. Even not even, but now most more than uh, in Brazil because here it's harder to play. Yeah, exactly. It's like we were saying, it's more physical. So there are possibly going to be a few more kind of roadblocks in the way going forward. Um, Tell me a little bit about your faith. You just mentioned that there. You know, you obviously kind of trust in in your faith to take you further in your career. Has that always been a part of your life? I started to go into the church with 15 years old. And then with 17, I like understand uh i became a christian it's been like 12 years old 12 years old 12 years uh and yeah i do have my faith uh like i said it's not a faith based on active my my goals and all of this it's about like living a normal life trying to help every every everybody that i can making good things you know that's not unusual, but a little bit later to go at 15. Was that a choice of yourself or did someone encourage you to go and find a faith? Uh, I was uh, trying to talk with a girl, my friend. <laughs> and then she was at the church and I thought, okay. She called me to go to the church and I thought, ah, okay. But when I got there, uh, I saw a friend that I studied um, one year earlier. And... And then suddenly I, I I went there for the wrong reason, but uh, 
it's crazy how God do the things and I for totally forgot about her and started to, to live like a Christian. And did I read that you found a Brazilian church here that you and your wife now go to? Have you been able to continue your faith here and go and, and visit somewhere regularly? Yeah, but like I said to my wife, uh, uh, we're, how do you say, one week in an English church and the other on... Alternating weeks. Alternating weeks. So one at an English church for me and the other in Brazilian church for her. Were the people at church surprised when you walked in? Did they, anyone recognize you? First, they didn't recognize me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm good here. But uh, second time I was there, oh, here's the football player. And, oh, no. But uh, I prefer to go now to an English church because I've been on Brazilian church for 12 years. So you're some, well, <laughs> I know what you mean because I also read about you and you said that you're someone that likes to try and achieve something new every year to continue expanding your your mind and your skill set what's on your list this year to be honest this year i just want to score my first goal in premier league uh but uh with my little boy coming uh, i'm just want to be a very good father and increase my drum skills i have a drum set going spare if you want to buy one off me really yeah Anyway, we'll talk about that off camera. <laughs> um, so you mentioned there, you mentioned faith. You mentioned you've got a little boy coming very soon. Uh, drums. I think I'm allowed to say you're not the typical footballer. You said you didn't start really all these hobbies till 25. What made you suddenly go, I want to have more in my life than just football? Like I said, I try to, to see positive things on negative things. And I was been through a very bad moment in Palmeiras with a lot of pressure and all of this. And I was like, no, I have to live a normal life. I have to do something. I will not be struggling with just football. I'm living a bad moment and I have to find something to do. And then I started to wakeboarding and it was very fun. Then skateboarding, books drums all came like almost all together and it helps me a lot yeah you said you're okay you were having a tough time in football how much did having hobbies then outside of football i guess revitalize your career how do i say how can i answer like 100 percent? 100 percent. yeah it's okay yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would probably say that having too many hobbies is a negative what then would you say back to to those people you're wrong <laughs> okay yeah you're wrong but uh i think of course i i know that i won't i i'm not able to be the best drummer the best skater the best father i have to to choose the main things so now the main thing is to be a very good father uh, and i know i i cannot do everything we only have 24 hours a day uh, but uh, I think you're it's good to have a lot of hobbies because sometimes you are in a place with uh, when I cannot skate but I can solve a Rubik's Cube so you're always doing something you know 
Have any of the other guys here in the team been surprised of all your hobbies and maybe more excited to learn from you and kind of look at you as a role model? Oh, I don't know if they look at me as a role model, but I get, I get very excited when someone wants to learn the Rubik's Cube. And here was easier than Brazil because in Brazil I have to insist, like even with Danilo, I have to insist with him and with other guys to learn and they are like, no, I'm never going to be able to. And I was easy. Let's like one day at a time. And once they solve and I was like, they were like, oh, thank you so much, Scarpa. I, I never thought I would be able to achieve this. And here the guys, when they saw me solving the Rubik's Cube, they just got very interested about it and trying to solve. And then I tried to teach and i think uh five or six guys already learned so go on who can who can do it now who can do the rubik's cube uh yatesy uh scott makina morgan lewis uh megan the physio um so you do need to have a rubik's cube challenge i called you the the champion of the club <laughs> you need to have i guess a little Bit of a, a challenge of who can do it the fastest. Uh, yeah, tournament. Yeah. I tried to do this in Brazil, but they didn't accept it. Well, let's get the guys on the next uh, Forest Content Day okay. to do a <laughs> tournament. Um, how did you learn it? Because I've been also trying to learn. We'll have a conversation <laughs> about this. I can do the bottom, guys, and I can oh, do the you're tea. you're almost there. Halfway. I know, but I can't get any further, so I, I brought it along. And I wanted to prove that I didn't just do it like that. I had to obviously get it. But how did you teach yourself? Because I've been looking on YouTube and it's so difficult. First day, my friend tried to teach me. And then next day I was on YouTube and learned it. But it's very easy. What's your record now for completion? My best of the best was 27 seconds. 27 seconds. Right, so I've obviously done that. Do you want to just finish it off? Should we see how, yeah. how quick it is? No, but let me... Sh I, I will solve, but I will teach you okay, at the same. Okay, fine. fine, for fine. The, your next step. Okay, so remember the cross? So I remembered it was the petals. It was the, the I, d I started with the yellow and then the white petals around. That's how I started. Exactly. Yeah, and then did white face. How, how do you call this? You said about the white. Petals, yeah. Petals. Petals. I pretended it was a flower. Oh, petals. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, flower. <laughs> remember the flower? Yeah. Now you're going to search for uh, something that has no yellow. Yeah, I, I knew that, but I can't quite do that. So no yellow on them. No yellow, yeah. like this. On the top layer, guys. This yeah, is. on the top layer. Like this is yellow and blue. Yep. So you cannot use this one. This yellow yep. and orange cannot use. This is red and blue. So I can use that. You can use Great. that. So red and blue. Just bring this. Easy. It's just practicing now. Like Watch in the beginning, it's very hard, but you saw the, the formula and it's easy. No words, I'll just sit and watch. Almost, one more, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I'm not uh, I got this off. I got this, yeah. But this is turn... Oh, is it? Yeah, because oh, this is impossible, like... Oh, maybe that's why I can't <laughs> do it then. <laughs> I've got a fall. I literally bought this so about five like days this. ago. Yes, now it's okay. Oh, <laughs> I bought this, like... 
Humpty product. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't do it. Yes. So I had a, I had a faulty cube. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I actually had no idea about that. Um, but what I've learned since trying to do that, obviously, I was never going to perfect that because I had a faulty Rubik's cube. Um, that it again takes your mind of other things. There's not many hobbies, and actually, you've chosen a lot of hobbies which do do this, which you're not on your phone. Or, you know, you've focused fully on what you're doing. Exactly. Is that why you picked them? Yeah, in the beginning it was like uh, less time on the cell phone and more time doing any other thing, like reading, skating, solving a Rubik's Cube. or uh, And it's very hard because our cell phone is so more comfortable because it's hard to learn a new thing, you know? You have to do your best and... But I prefer this. You're such, um, in my head, a contrasting, almost contradicting character because you read and you do a Rubik's Cube and you learn languages and musical instruments, yet you also have a super successful YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> which, 239,000 yeah. followers at the last count, which I checked. Why was that important to you, to build that? Uh, I decided to do my YouTube channel to show the to show everybody in Brazil that first they don't own me, you know. Of course, I'm a footballer; it's my profession. Uh, profession. Profession. My profession. It's a job. Yeah, that's cool yeah, to it's say. It's my right? job. He's a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> it's my profession, but uh, I can live a normal life. Of course. Uh, I've already, like, I record two or three videos, leave, uh, I keep them safe. Then after we won the sec second Libertadores, next day I start my channel. I was very clever guy, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's just to show everybody that I can do whatever I want. Of course, football is my profession. I'm doing, I'm telling you guys the same thing, but it doesn't matter, right? It seemed like it was a bit of something for you to interview people that inspire you as well. You've interviewed skateboarders, Olympic Olympians, and I was really interested into was that <laughs> why you also started it? To to be able to do your own thing and maybe have a career outside of football when it ends? Uh, I started to think about uh after in my career being a YouTuber. <laughs> uh but um, the people who helped me with my channel, they gave me a lot of ideas. Uh, unfortunately for them, I don't accept a lot of their ideas. They have great ideas, but it's just something that like uh, will be very good. A lot of views and not a, a lot of likes, but it's not what I want. So I prefer not to do. But I, ha I have an interview with uh, Hugo Calderano. He's a... Huh? Table tennis. Table tennis, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like 20... I've actually seen that one. I don't know why I didn't remember. He's 25, 26 years old. He's uh, the fourth in the world. And he speaks seven languages, I think. So it's very ca crazy. And I was like, oh no, I have to talk with him. I have to do a, an interview with him. Uh, but yeah, after I end my career... 
subscribe on my channel. And <laughs> I mean, Yates, Yates, he's been on it already. Yeah. Who else from the Forest lot would you like to do a collab with on YouTube? <laughs> That's what they say, isn't it? Uh, Renan already shows in my channel also. I think the next one will be Navas. Mm -hmm. I, tr I start to teach him on our way to London. Uh, we went there with a train. At the hotel after dinner, he learned it. Like oh, five, okay. six hours later, he already learned it. And then he gave me an idea that I won't tell you because <laughs> it will be a surprise. But uh, I've told Morgan, Scott, hey, let's record for my channel. And they were like, okay, let's go, let's go. But never happened. Hope one day. <laughs> there was something else I wanted to, uh, to speak to you about as well. Um, was your love of reading. Yeah. I've heard that philosophy is big on your kind of list of things to read. If you could, I guess, suggest a reading list of some of the things that maybe some of the Forest players should read in their lifetime, have you got anything that they should kind of head towards? I mean... I I read a lot of different kind of books, you know. I do have my five five favorites. Five favorites, like the Bible is the first one because it's so. How do you say when something is seems to be old, but it's very relevant. Seems we right like yesterday. It's. Yeah. It's, it's new, yeah. you know, it's old, mm -hmm. but it's new. But uh, there's a Victor Hugo, uh, Les Miserables. Les Mis? Les, Les Miserables. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The theatre at London's great. Do you want to go and watch it? I went there with oh. my wife. Did you like That's it? Yeah, very, very <laughs> fun. Uh, there's another book, George Orwell. Orwell. George Orwell, yeah. The Farm something. Animal Farm. Animal Farm, yeah, very good. Uh, Dostoevsky, uh, Karamazov, something. Brothers Karamazov. Are you reading anything at the moment? I'm reading, if I translate, it's Admirable New World. Admirable New World. But I don't know if... Huh? Oh, I've read The Brave New World. Brave New World. I'll let you finish the book. Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> Bring my mind. But okay, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, is this, is this a culture that you feel football and footballers would benefit from? The kind of atypical footballer that you are? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we underrated ourselves sometimes. I always saw Danilo this with the Rubik's Cube. Uh, and I don't. I know that all the guys they are very able to do and to learn a lot of hobbies, a lot of new things. It's just like I told you. Uh, sometimes it's more comfortable to stay in your phone and doing the same things. But uh, if you push up yourself a little bit, you can learn great things. You know. Well, it's been a, an absolute pleasure to sit and chat pleasure. to you. We have so one much. more thing to do before we go. So we're going to have a leaderboard running mm -hmm. with all the players and personalities that come on the podcast. And we're going to ask you some pretty difficult questions on a topic all about yourself. 
So hopefully you'll know the answers because the questions are all about you. Okay. First question. Are you ready? How <laughs> many people do you follow on Instagram? Uh, <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero. I mean, what a selfish person not to follow anyone back. Okay, one point. What date did you sign for Nottingham Forest? Uh, July thing, 10, I think, 2022. The official date on the club? Ah, the official. For me, it was already official, <laughs> 10 of July. <laughs> if someone told me, oh, this is not official, no, I don't care, I signed. <laughs> That's a contentious one, because it was the 4th <laughs> of December, 2022. <laughs> we'll maybe give you a half point there. Okay, how many appearances did you make for Palomeros? 233. 211. Yeah? Yeah. 211. Okay. Um, how many minutes did you play against Leicester City? I think 60. Close. 55. I'm not going to give you that, though. <gasps> and finally, how many coloured squares does a regular Rubik's Cube have? If I, if I do, like, nine... Uh, times six yeah i have 54 yay yes but it's not 54 yes no. it is that again is what do you think it is then there's no more colors under there you pick them apart no colored squares this is one like the white orange and green one right one two three no it's <laughs> there's 54 you were right take that point yeah okay so you got there you got the rubik's cube one you didn't get leicester you didn't get Palomeros. You did get your Instagram followers because you follow zero people and we're giving you half points. So we're giving you two and a half points. Is that correct, guys? We have a bonus question for you. So I have something to play you in your ears and you have to guess which Nottingham Forest player says this. 14 pound, eight ounce Miracop. Go on. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> How did you know that? Well, Joe, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what uh, you said? No, I, I just heard it. Should we hear it one more time? 14 pound, 8 ounce Miracop. 14 pounds. Play again, please. 14 pound, 8 ounce Miracop. 8 ounce Miracop. <laughs> 14 pounds, 8 ounce Miracop. Do you know what that means? 14 pounds? 8 ounces of a Miracop. No, I, don't, I have no idea. So he's a fisherman. That's a fish he's caught. That's his PB of a fish he caught. Ah. Ask yes. Joe Worrell to take oh, you fishing. Very exciting. Thank you so much. Pleasure. That was On and Off the Pitch, the official Nottingham Forest podcast, which, by the way, is also available in video form on our Facebook and YouTube channel. If you enjoyed the conversation, please use your podcast app to follow or subscribe and leave your notifications on so you never miss an episode.